no one's required to test for these toxins and to see if there's any residue left in their food. And even if they test, they don't have to do anything about it. They can just put the results in a drawer. So there are companies who have been, for example, in baby food, arsenic, high arsenic levels in baby food for years, and they don't do anything about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heal Thyself. As always, all the love, all the gratitude, taking the time out of your day. Thank you for showing up as I hope to show up for you. What a great show we have today. Uh, I am back from Europe, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience that I really, really, really want to share with you, as so many of these experiences are really going to align with us talking to our heart, and really what health is, true, true health, and how we can start overcoming these processes that are holding us back from it. Also an amazing guest. You may have seen me talk about Zigo Oats in my stories or my posts. Colleen Cavanaugh is on the show. She's awesome, she's amazing. She's got a fire under her to make massive changes in the health and wellness industry as far as transparency of companies. And she's gonna share how we advocate for ourselves in the best way. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula, 
packed with antioxidants that have been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. I'm back from Portugal and uh, it was quite an experience. Uh, and I really want to share with you what I learned about emotions and emotional trauma and emotional suppression and ultimately emotional release. And I think this information is really important for us to understand because it's fundamental to health. And what I mean by fundamental is at the ground level. You can't really go deeper than emotions. And you can't really go deeper than the compensation mechanisms that we have to emotions or trauma. So when it comes to emotions, you may have heard energy in motion, right? That's what it is, right? It's energy in motion until we suppress it. And when we do suppress it, it's not energy in motion, it's stagnant. But it still has an energetic imprint and energetic frequency. Now, emotions uh, are stored, particularly in the fascia, which we know very little about. But what we do know is that it's ubiquitous, head to toe. Fascia is wrapped around everything. And fascia has a deep, deep connection with our nervous system. And actually, the nerves from the fascia travel up to the emotional parts of our brain. So we have a deep connection with the fascia. And it's everywhere, bones, blood, tissues, muscles, every organs, fascia is wrapped around everything. And it is where information is passed on throughout the whole body. So if I push on my toe, I'm likely pushing on the fascia of my big toe, and it's already in light speed communicating with the fascia on top of my head, faster than we, we can blink and faster than light travels. What that means is this. Fascia is an extremely intelligent tissue of which we know terribly little about. But what we do know is this is where, more likely than not, the emotions are gonna be trapped. So it stands to believe that you can access these emotions through fascial manipulation or even just pressing the fascia or having a relationship with it or really getting in contact with it. But emotions are, as I said, just that energy in motion, but they get stuck in the body. And we know this, right? We know this because when we experience a trauma, a lot of us, a lot of people develop a disease after. And a lot of the time, these energetic imprints have an affinity for certain parts of our body. Uh, if we develop a trauma that leads us in anger, has the frequency of anger, and we just had Satya Health talk about this, these two medical doctors, it, it has an affinity for the liver. And a lot of people end up having liver issues. The same goes for the kidney, the same goes for the lungs, the same goes for the heart. But these emotions are stuck throughout the body. So then it stands to believe if they are stuck, there's something holding them back. The question is, what's holding them back? Well, our ego, for, for lack of better terms, but what I want to call them is protectors. Now, we have these protectors that hold back this trauma because the trauma to us is unbearable. We cannot witness this trauma. We, we cannot witness these emotions that have come from the trauma. If you remember or recall a time when you were a child, and you were really excited to open up yourself and you were expressing and you were just 
so radiant and someone mentioned to you in so many words that you're too much, that feeling of making yourself small or holding yourself back, right? And if, the, and if that feeling is not processed throughout your body, you're holding it in. And in that very moment, your belief system completely changes about the safety of being open and the safety of taking up space and the safety of radiating. And that sponsoring thought at a young age where we can't really rationalize, we just know I cannot be this because it's not safe. And we internalize it and that becomes our sponsoring thought that drives our life over and over until adulthood. When even as adults, we truly want to express ourselves or open, right? Or take up space. And it, we feel it in our body when we have the impulse, but our sponsoring trauma from a long time ago tells us it's not safe. And our protectors come in and say, nope, you ain't gonna do this today. Look, look at that person, how they're looking at you. Oh no, it's not a safe space to do it. All of these egoic storylines hold back that trauma from being released. Now, here's the crazy thing about the body. The body is a self-healing mechanism. We cut our knee, it heals. We break a bone, it heals. And it knows how to, that the body's intelligent, it reaches homeostasis, it wants balance. Now, when it comes to trauma, it's pretty incredible because trauma knows how to release itself and the body is trying to release trauma over and over and over. Now, one of the most incredible situations, you may relate to this, is that if you have a situation where you're repressing your anger, for example, based on a traumatic situation, you repress your anger because it's not safe to show it in your household, it's not safe to show it in school, you got suspended when you had all this anger and you showed it, and your protectors are there saying you can't get this angry, you need to fit the status quo. If you really think about that, you'll notice that people who are quote unquote angry attract angry situations. And the reason for that is because the body of the universe is so intelligent at creating the energetic frequency so we can express that trauma that's stuck in the body, full through our body, feel it, and release it. So we attract situations in this example to make us angry over and over and over until it gets louder and louder and louder and more dramatic. Until we finally remove those protectors based on this dramatic situation and then we can let the body express itself dynamically and express that anger fully, feel it and let it go. And this happens for all different types of emotions. Everyone listening on the show is holding back a part of them. And that's okay. But that's a part of us that we've deemed unwitnessable unlovable, and we cannot express it because it's not safe. So the question is, is who are your protectors? And I'll be open, my protector is being a performer. Anytime I feel uncomfortable, I'll be in my performer mode and I'll keep the whole room happy. So no one in the room is getting angry. Now why? It's because when I was younger, the environment I grew up in was fairly volatile and I needed to, in many ways, keep the peace. And how did I learn to keep the peace? Through my compensation mechanism. And what's the compensation mechanism that I learned? To be a performer, to sing, to dance, to attract attention to me so attention was always balanced and I knew that I can control the environment as best as possible. And it permeates to adulthood. And then as an adult, the same thing happens. How can I keep the room in balance so I don't have to bear witness to any anger or sadness or anything that isn't anything other than just peace and happiness and radiancy and joy and laughing, which completely takes the real part of me, which is the real world part, where also there's negative emotions. So I'll let you in on my experience. I mean. Coming in there, uh, I didn't have uh, 
resistance, resistance. My body had some resistance, but you know, cognitively and logically, I'm open and I understand all these things. It's one thing to understand. It's one thing to be on the table and really having to face the deepest parts of you. So uh, the first night, it was a beautiful cacao ceremony we had, which for those of you who don't know, cacao is an awesome uh, heart opener, and there was music, and it just set the mood. Uh, and the way I liken it is like an ayahuasca ceremony without the ayahuasca, right? So we're working with our partner, and I'm laying down, and uh, you know we're going through the process, and I'm, I'm feeling emotion come up, but it's sadness, right? And and I'm like, okay, these are the deep emotions, and you'll soon learn that in many ways there's over the resistors or the protectors emotions, which you can say, oh, I'm sad, but there's usually something that's sponsoring on the depths in that basement level that sadness. Many times it's anger, for example, or helplessness. So for me, I was like, oh, I, you know, it was easy for me to cry and experience these things. And I go, I'm sad, I'm sad. But the truth of the matter is that I felt my body holding things back. And I was shaking and I was sweating and I was crying, but I was still holding something back. The, the session ended. The second one, the same thing. Uh, I'm holding myself back completely. Um, I'm crying, but I'm holding myself back. And here's the beautiful thing. Here's the compensation mechanism. When I felt, or when my protectors in my body felt that that real basement level emotion, which I didn't know yet what it was, was coming up, I opened my eyes and all of a sudden I became the performer. And I, and I go to my partners, oh my God, what an unbelievable job. How did you do this? I really applaud you for this, beautiful job. And you, amazing. How quickly I took away the attention from what was coming up to become the performer. And they call me out on it. And I had to lay back down and really experience the sadness that I felt. Uh, again, resisting still. So it wasn't until the third session that I had where the protectors were already weakened. And I go, okay, I'm not going to show up as the performer. That's, that's my resistance. Other people are just resisting in anger or resisting in apathy, whatever it may be. Uh, but mine was a performer. So I decided I'm going to leave it and I'm, I'm going to be completely real and open and raw. And that's a permission I gave myself. And we had this beautiful, and I'm gonna tell you about this experience because it was so powerful that they made me share it in front of the group. Um, oftentimes we use visualization in these practices. And in this practice, I uh, visualized a door. And in the door, where the door's quality was a metal door, really thick and, and, and heavy. It looked like it belonged in a castle, but it was in the sky. Now me, I have a vivid imagination. I can see all these things, but I'm really far from the door. Uh, and as I'm instructed to start walking towards the door, I start feeling somatically nerves, start feeling really nervous. Uh, and I'm 50% of the way to the door, and it's wild. As an adult, I start feeling like a child. My heart starts beating, I start sweating, and I feel so nervous, like sort of like you're watching a scary movie, and it's really scary, and you're at the edge of your seat. Out of nowhere, I feel all of that anxiety. And uh, we're like, okay, you know, how, what, can, can you bring something in that, you, that will help you with courage? And I go, of course, I want a lion around me. So there's a lion circling me. And that lion enabled me to walk to the front of the door. As soon as I'm instructed to open the door, I almost have an anxiety attack. And, and it's wild to me as an observer, I go, how am I having this experience as an adult, but in my body feeling like a kid? So, um, I open the door and it's pitch black in there and I see all these hands trying to come out and it's really scary. It's like a horror movie. 
And I'm in this, this state where I'm like, oh, I can't go in. I just, it's too scary. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I don't want to go in. I don't want, it's like, it's like a boy's coming out in me. And, and God bless my partner. She saw the opportunity to bring me back to my childhood. So she did. And in that moment, and, and I'll, I'll preface this, I have a wonderful father. I love him very much. Uh, we all have trauma and we all show up certain ways. And uh, I got everything I ever wanted as a kid. And uh, I, had, I have a great role model in many ways, but we have our shit. I have my shit, you have your shit, my dad had his shit. And we were far from perfect, but we did our best and he did his best. So uh, in this experience, I'm, I'm really feeling like a boy and, I, and I'm recalling as a kid what it feels like to be yelled at uh, uh, with, with anger, true anger. And, and I feel it through my body being yelled at at my dad, by my dad, and, and it's just taking over my whole body because as an adult, and I haven't felt like this, I'm a grown man, I felt like a boy with my knees shaking and being yelled at and really scared. Uh, and it's taking over my whole body. And, you know, I talk a lot about science and facts and evidence, all of this stuff out there. Listen, I'm throwing all of that away because experientially what I experienced was some of the most powerful stuff I've ever experienced. And it's, to me, more powerful than any study I've ever read. So I'm over here laying down and I'm having this experience and fear overtakes me. I can't open the door. I'm, I'm feeling fear in every single part of my body. And I'm, a, I'm really close to having an anxiety attack. And then out of nowhere, I, I feel a hand on my shoulder and I open my eyes and I look to my left to see, okay, it must be one of the teachers and there's no hand on my shoulder. So I close my eyes again and I feel a hand on my shoulder again. Now, all of you know, my mom passed away in 2011. I haven't felt her presence since 2012 and I, at all. And I felt my mom's presence for the first time. And I go, what the fuck? I go, my mom, she's here. I, I feel it. I, and all of a sudden where the hand was, I feel this rush of just warmth and love and courage just permeating my arm, my left hand, my shoulder, my chest, my neck, my legs, my belly, every part of me and through my right arm is just this spilling away of fear. That boyish fear that I had, that fear that was under those protectors of which was too unwitnessable and unbearable for me as an adult. Because whatever story I made in my head as a man, I cannot have fear. I cannot show up in fear. And that was a sponsoring thought that was holding me back from experiencing what it was like to live or experience fear and then ultimately step into true masculinity. So I'm spilling out of my hand and then I'm prompted to walk in the room. Now this is one of the wildest things I've ever experienced. I step into the room and there's one light illuminating and I see a crowd of people and I, I notice that they're men and there's a small amount of uh, men that are being illuminated by this small little light that's hanging, it's one bulb. And then I just build up fully all the courage and I take another step. That, that step, as soon as I hit the ground, illuminates the whole room and I'm looking left to right and I see in my mind's eye every single Gonzalez man, my dad's dad, my dad's dad's dad, my great-grandfather, I saw the whole goddamn lineage right in front of me. And it was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever witnessed. Because in that moment, when you experience things like this, there's a knowing. There's, you don't need to make sense of it, you just know. And in that moment, I knew that whatever ancestral trauma, generational trauma that was leaking down for however many family lineages for me, or how many generations, was broken completely. And it was so powerful for me because I go, I've let go of fear for the paternal fear, fear for the father. 
And the most beautiful thing is knowing that if I have a child, my child will never fear me because I've broken that generational trauma. And how unbelievable a process like that can be in a human being where it goes way past supplements, it goes way past medication, it goes way past exercise, it goes way past nutrition. This is fundamental. If you are doing the best in your life with all of these things, but completely forgetting about your emotions and the things that are sucking your life force energy out of you because you're so scared to express it, then it's a, it's a disservice. This is the first step to being your most authentic self and feeling good in your body and expressing that as a human being is your God-given right. When you are authentically you, without fear, all parts of you, when you are angry, when you are sad, and you claim it, and you express it, and you, and you give yourself gratitude to be that, that's just as much as giving yourself gratitude for being hardworking and loving and humble, whatever values to you. But you are all things, not just the positive. What a beautiful process. And at this point, as a practitioner or influencer. One of my life purposes is to share this with everyone as much as I can, because I've, the healing I've seen in this cohort of people in this retreat is something like I've never seen in my life. To see the radiance in people's faces, the glow in their eye, the smiles, the, you can feel the frequency of their heart being fully open. If that's a microcosm of what the world can be, my mind is blown at the world's potential. And that, is the power of emotional releasing. And I'm here to bring it back to the world for all of you. All the love. Thank you for listening. It's really, really powerful that I can share part of my story with you. And thank you for holding that space. All the beauty, all the love, and all the gratitude. Thank you. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid scientific research-based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG 
for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open. Opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. I have so much gratitude for this woman, Colleen Cavanaugh. She's the founder of Zego. You might have seen those oats on my story the other day, and I might have posted on them, and you saw that. It's an amazing company, and I wanted to bring her on here to really talk about why quality matters, why transparency matters. She's a transparency advocate. She's so fired up about giving us information on how to advocate for ourselves to do better and be better when we're shopping for quality foods. So thank you for coming on the show, Colleen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to join you today. Finally, you know, I mean, I mean I've been chewing on Zigo O's for quite a while now, but now I got you sitting in front of me. I know. It's been we've been working together for a while and I am so excited to actually sit down and get to talk to you face to face because we've had Zoom calls and things like many, that. But, many. Oh, so good to be with your energy. I'm gonna hit you from the get-go with a question that has been really in the back of my mind. Go for it. Are companies required to test for pesticides and heavy metals? Yes or no? No. I know, right? This is one of the reasons why I started my company is I wanted to find out what was happening behind the curtain because we were seeing this rise in allergies, autism, um, all kinds of autoimmune problems, and there had to be something going on with the food. And so when I started Zego, I started looking around, what's going on? And I realized no one's required to test for these toxins and to see if there's any residue left in their food. And even if they test, they don't have to do anything about it. They can just put the results in a drawer. So there are companies who have been, for example, in baby food, arsenic, high arsenic levels in baby food for years, and they don't do anything about it. Mm. And, okay, so we take the test, the company, I'm the company, we take the test, and all of a sudden, the baby food that I'm manufacturing is high in arsenic. Isn't there a moral obligation? Plus, isn't there a regulatory body going, show us the results before it goes out to the supermarket shelf? There, yes, there is. However, companies are not always very moral. So unfortunately, they mostly don't do anything about it. 
and sometimes they just don't know what to do about it. I know mm. investors who have come into the food space and they have tested some protein companies and found that they're high in heavy metals and they've just invested anyway because they know no one will ever find out. And they still invest. And, and they still invest. And is this what you're talking about, this angle of the food industry, is this rampant? Is this very much so common across the board? It, so it's worse in some sections of the grocery store than in others. So in protein powders, you need to be very careful. In baby foods, you need to be careful. Rice, fruit juices, oats. There's very specific reasons why there's certain toxins in certain foods. Mm, okay, I get it. I understand. So, and that's that's really powerful for us to understand because now we have, at least have some food groups where we go, okay, uh, I know that this might be a food that is uh, on the brink of, you know, there being a problem. There might right. be heavy metals. There might be too many pesticides. Um, but what do we do with that information then? Like, okay, now you told us the food to look for at the grocery store. What do we do with that info? Right, especially because we're busy. Yeah. Right? So what the beautiful thing about where we are at this moment in time is that it's so easy for us to advocate for ourselves and for our planet. All you have to do is send a direct message or an email, whatever your favorite way of communicating is, to the brands that you rely on the most and say, hey, I want to see your purity test results. Show me your pesticides. Show me your heavy metals. And if they say no, find a brand that says yes. Okay. So then they say yes. But what if people don't know how to read these results? That's, that's a problem I come across where I have to try to get people to advocate for themselves, but then they go... I don't really know how to do the math on this heavy metal to convert this to that. And, and you don't even have had that number. Is it good? Right. How do we start really teaching people or how to, to advocate for themselves on these tests? That's a really important question because I don't want people to be burdened thinking that they need to be able to figure out the math because it is complicated. But we certainly know what's higher than something else, right? So if you have four cans of soup in front of you. You scan all the QR codes and they all are being transparent. This is my future vision that I want us to get to, right? Yeah, I have $2 to spend on a can of soup and I can look at all of the heavy metal test results and I find the one that's lowest. That's the one that I buy, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to know what every single number means, but I certainly know if something is lower than something else. Right. And if we start asking companies to do this, the companies will start competing against each other, right? Because they're gonna want their purity test results if consumers are forcing them to expose it, to be lower than the competitors. So they're going to be the ones who are going to monitor that. The consumer doesn't need to be able to know how to convert lead levels into pounds versus parts per million and, and do all that complicated math. I see. So how do we as consumers now push companies to get to the place where they go, yes, we want to provide a QR code because our competitor over there on the other side of town is doing that already. We want to be on the cutting edge. How do we start pushing for that? So the most important thing is to remember that we are the movement. It's not politics, Congress. It's not nonprofits. It's you and me, everybody listening to this podcast, all of our friends and family. We are the movement. All we have to do is tell brands we want it. We need to create the wave of demand. And if companies start to think that they're going to lose market share because other brands are providing transparency and they're not, they're going to start to provide transparency as well. But you know, when you don't buy, provide transparency, that's because your product isn't clean, right? So you're going to have to clean up your supply chain. You're going to have to reach out to your processors and your farmers and say, hey, I can't buy any more ingredients with you unless they meet these specific standards, 
for these heavy metals and pesticides and mm -hmm. such. So that's how you and I and everybody in this room and on this podcast, how we can influence really the health of the earth, not just our families, but the earth in a very short time period. Mm. And it's funny because doing the, making those moves and the effect on the food industry, you're right, can be done in like the snap of a finger. So and and to, to understand how powerful we are when it comes to shifting uh, the policies, right? right. And that what I always said is like, a shitty food company will do the same until they see all their competitors going the health route. And then they'll go, oh, and now I'll put my money into health. They're just responding to people and how they vote with their dollar, which is pretty wild to me how powerful that is. One dollar that you spend on food. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And when you think about how much um, technology and the podcast world and we have such an ability and a unique time and place in history where we can communicate so quickly with each other. It's so different than when you look at like lead in paint or um, asbestos in buildings or cigarettes laced with all these chemicals. It took decades and decades, right, to work on those things. We know about this now in food. We know about these hidden residues. We don't have to wait. We are the change. We can we can get it now. And it doesn't take that much time on an individual basis. But it does take action, and it takes action now. Mm. Do you think that companies, let's say there's 100 companies. How many companies are knowingly uh, putting out really crappy, high pesticide, high heavy metal uh, product out there for us? How Do you think that it's 100 out of 100? Uh, even if they have the results, are a lot of them going... Okay, it's all right, whatever, let's put it out there. I just want to get a feel for what the field looks like right now. Okay, I can give you some basic ideas around this based on two different categories that we have some more extended information in. So when you look in organic protein powders, plant-based protein powders, there have been a couple of expose reports looking at exactly that. Including mine. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And my memory is that they had about half of them had pretty high levels, and even when they tested years later, they still had them. Mm. Um, also, there was a recent congressional oversight subcommittee hearing where they asked baby food companies to send in their test results. Some of them said no, which I actually expected all of them to say no. Some of them said yes, but what was so strange, Christian, is that some of them who sent them in when you looked at what we call in the industry their specifications, which means like this is the standard that I will accept, right? Yeah. Um, Zego will not accept anything that has glyphosate in it, no measurable glyphosate at all, right? So that's how you set your specifications. Their specifications for things like arsenic and lead were through the roof. I see, they yeah. were so high. So they were technically meeting their standards, but their numbers were off the chart. Yeah. And, and that was, I think that was probably maybe half of the baby food and fruit juice industry. And what a shame because we have... Moms, pregnant moms, told to eat more protein, and they go, okay, I want a plant-based protein, and they're taking that in, and then their baby's born, and then they're giving baby baby food. Right, because it passes through. Yeah, so it's 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 just, that's actually why I really went into the plant-based protein powder, because I was thinking about how important it is to talk, especially about heavy metals, going in through the placenta to the baby that can really pro predispose the baby to cognitive issues, behavioral issues, uh, deformities. It's right. to just to think about, I'm like, okay, wow. And, and that's something that people take in every day, right? Like, let's say one or two scoops a day, especially if you're an active mom, right? You go, right. I'm having a baby, but I want to be in really good shape. And I'm on this protein powder every single day. You know, it's, it was really something that was boggling my mind. This is why I did the whole expose. But I heard you have the scoop on pea protein. 
And I yes. want to know what the scoop is on this. Yes. So as you know, the test results that we've seen over the past five to 10 years on pea protein have been terrible. Uh, lots of heavy metal residue, especially in the organic ones, which is just sort of mind boggling. Or organic standards don't come with heavy, any kind of heavy metal assurance anyway. There is no standard that monitors for heavy metals. But still, we were all very surprised. And people have been trying to figure out, well, what, what is it? Is that the roots are longer because they're organic and they're soaking up? Well, well, lo and behold, I was talking to a farmer up in Canada and he said, oh no, I know, I can tell you exactly what's happening, Colleen. So we're growing the peas organically in Saskatchewan or you know, wherever they're being grown. But in order to make pea protein, those molecule bonds are so tight between the protein and the carbohydrates that you have to use a harsh chemical to break them apart. Mm. That chemical is so toxic that the wastewater was illegal in Canada and the U.S. So they had to send the, pro the peas to China where they have heavy metals literally floating in the air, in the soil. They're allowed to use them in processing. It's in their water. So the contamination was happening in China when they processed the organic ingredients and then sent them back to us to eat. So that's how we we ended up with heavy metals from China in our organic peas that were grown in the U.S. and in Canada. And that's how it was happening. So organic peas were grown here on this side of the world. Right. But why were they being sent to China? Because the wastewater created from the process of stripping the carbohydrate off the peas, you could make the protein powder, mm -hmm. that wastewater was so toxic, it was illegal. Mm. You couldn't produce it. So they were producing it in China instead? Right. I see, where the heavy metal laws are much more lenient. And the wastewater, the chemical contamination of the wastewater, they have a lot more lenient uh, rules around that. Wow. So yes, and we didn't know, like you, me, the consumers of these pea proteins didn't know because there was no required disclosure. We didn't even know to ask, right? Why, I, I would never think to ask that as a consumer. Um, so that's the type of transparency that can change the world for us, right? We as consumers should have a right to know before we buy something and before we eat it, if it has that type of residue in it. Mm, and just to think, it's like, Pea protein. Do you know how many pea protein companies there are now? Uh, you go to any, like Whole Foods, Sprouts, um, Ralph's even, you'll find pea protein there. And it's, it's pretty wild to me that it's so available. And it is the other option, aside from like hemp protein or soy protein, for a plant-based protein option. And it's in a lot of foods. Pea protein's being used in a lot of foods, plant-based foods, for various right. reasons. Sometimes not even because it's a protein. Sometimes they're using it as some sort of binder or, or for some other reason. Right. Um, there are better options coming out in pea protein. So the, the whole industry is, I think, going to be shifting now that this has become in people's consciousness about this toxicity. And they're working on water processing that will split those molecules apart. They're also, how do you process the wastewater in a way that can be safer? Um, but I would question, if you have to use such a violent, toxic process to pull apart molecules, did Mother Nature really want us to do that in the first place? True. So True. Yeah. I, I would absolutely question that. Um, I mean, that brings into mind like all of the oils that we use, the seed oils, and the processing is, is so aggressive. Right. And then we go, yes, we have oil and how Mother Nature intended, but not necessarily, you know? Whereas olive oil's process is much more gentle. Avocado oil is much more gentle, you know? Uh, but you think about like protein, it's like, 
or you could just eat peas if you want, you know? Right, right, exactly. Like, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, like, I'll come back from the gym. Um, look, I'll have some protein powder, you know, during the day, because I'm, I'm active, I'm always moving around. But, like, when I come back from the gym, I'll sit down and I'll have a protein-rich meal, uh, plant-based, like tofu, tempeh, peas, quinoa, you know, and I cycle those, and I'm fine. You know what I mean? I feel better knowing that, like, I'm taking in a whole food, like, Mother Nature intended. Right. And there are some whole food protein powders out there. You just have to know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So by whole food, I mean it's more like a, a seed meal, right, where you're pressing out the oil and you're roasting it and you're grinding it. You're not doing that whole process that I described earlier with the toxins. So what's the deal then with Sacha Inchi? Ah, Sacha Inchi is such a beautiful seed. So it's a seed that most people are not familiar with. It looks a lot like an almond. Um, and it is considered, it was grown around um, in Peru, in the ancient areas of Peru, as a food source, as their main food source. It's so high in omega-3s, the raw seed actually smells and tastes like fish. Wow. Seriously like fish. So we don't want fish-tasting protein, so we squish the oil out when we use it. They use that for medicinal purposes, and it doesn't travel well. That's why you don't see it here in the U.S. Oh, so they, I see. I've never seen Sachinji oil. Yeah, yeah, you don't. So they use it there for medicinal purposes. A little bit remains in the protein powder, but then they you can take then this whole food protein, which is easier for you to digest. You digest like 30% more than a protein isolate, like a pea protein. Yeah. Um, and so it's very easy on your stomach. Um, and then you can also get it from their co-ops that work with organic, small organic farms. And you can get it from these small organic farms wow. in Peru. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, the, the amino acid profile, is it, is it something that, is it, that people who work out would want to go for? Yes, for sure. So um, we're, and if you follow the PDCast, so for everyone who's listening who's a big protein person, that's their digestible protein score. Mm -hmm. So it would be an 87, which in the plant world is really good, especially when you consider that you're digesting 30% more. Right. Right. Um, if you wanted to boost it up just a little bit, you might add in like a tablespoon of chia seeds with it. Uh, right? I see, I see. That's going to complete the protein and you're going to get 100%, you know, 100 grams out of 100 grams of digestible protein. Oh, amazing stuff. Yeah. I, I, I love, that's innovative, right? Because we, I saw Sacha Inchi by one company, but the nuts, not the powder. And I go, what the hell is this? And I grab it and I eat some and I was like, oh, pretty good, you know? But when I looked at the protein, I was actually surprised that these nuts had so much protein. Yeah. They have a lot of protein in them. Yeah. And they're a great option for people who have food allergies because even though they look like a nut, they're technically a seed. And so a lot of people who have food allergies who can't have other things can actually have Sacha Inchi protein. I love that. Yeah. All right, so everyone go check out Sacha Inchi protein. Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, Right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. 
Puree's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puree is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puree.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puree. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century-old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Part of your background, and, and we didn't mention this, uh, was in lobbying, right? Right. And, and But how did you, because I think it's a really interesting thing to highlight right now, how did you move from your old life to this life where you're kind of kicking down all of the doors and going, hey, policy, we need to change this. Hey, get a, a QR code over here. Hey, you know there's 400 pesticides in that. <laughs> when did that shift happen? So it all has to do with... Um, well, I'm going to tell you the story because if I tell you the punchline, then it's the story's not as fun. So we were working with um, Congress, Michelle Obama's off, uh, office in the, at the White House on standards to improve school lunches and snack bar foods. And everyone is, you know, 100 people working on this, right? And we get the new legislation through and we're so excited because it's going to change the whole nation, right? We're improving nutrition for everyone. And we were waiting with bated breath to see what big food was going to come out with, because it's all big food that sells into the nutrition programs that the federal government spends their money on. And the first product that came out, and I'm not joking, it was a brown Rice Krispie treat. Wow. Wow. That, that we were like, we just spent three years working on that bill and a brown Rice Krispie. So I threw up my hands and I knew that there was no way that government would ever be the solution because there was no way big food would ever they would always get around us, right? The chemical companies will always get around us. There's too much money. And I had also worked in nonprofit and I knew nonprofit couldn't scale. And at the same time, my kids were struggling with gluten intolerance, dairy intolerance, pre-diabetes. We had autism spectrum in the family, lots of Tourette's. So we were trying to eat really clean and had a restricted diet, but our schools went nut free. 
because allergies were really on the rise. Wow. So I went to look for things that met all of those dietary needs and it just made me mad. It was like cookies, cakes, candy. There was nothing healthy for people who were following these restricted diets. And these are the people who had autoimmune issues, mm. right? They need the healthiest food, not mm. the worst food. So I decided to found a company that would be based on superfoods. So we were using seed and fruits and would be accessible to anyone, regardless of the special diet that they have. We would be healthy for them. And then we would purity test so that we could provide them with the assurance that the product was safe. What I didn't know at the time, but I wanted to learn because I knew there was something going on in the food industry, as we were talking about before, was that we were going to be purity testing for heavy metals and pesticides. Uh, I thought it was just going to be allergens and gluten, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, powerful. So, yeah, that's how I ended up there. It, isn't it? But isn't it crazy, all that work, and it's a, it's a damn brown Rice Krispies treat, <laughs> and it's like, it, it just, you know, hearing you say that, it just brought back to mind like when I was in school and the school lunches and they really haven't changed other than I'm sure even the quality went down since but it was like how can young children whose bodies are so susceptible and growing right their brains are growing they need clean energy and throughout the day and they're learning and we're eating all this crap it's like yeah it's so crazy what it does to our blood sugar as, as kids no wonder so many kids are running around you know dysregulated and they're they're you know diagnosing them as ADHD right or right. they have a behavioral disorder or a learning disorder but we're eating crap all day so to me it was just like it, it just sent me on this like I remember that but hearing hearing you say that is like how you want to make the changes so admirable from this side yeah and that's a great place for people to exercise their power also is to call the go to the school board meetings or call them or email I mean going to a school board meeting is tough that's a lot of time and it's at night but you can email your school board and tell them that you want cleaner food um, but will I, they make the change though. They won't if you don't ask. Okay. I always say, ask for what you want. You might not get it, but you certainly won't get it if you don't ask. Yeah. So we have to start asking, right? And I would push it further and say, we need to start demanding. Mm -hmm. When we're talking to these brands, and brands are going to be more responsive to you and me and everybody else reaching out than a school board is. I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. um, because they're worried about losing their bottom line, right? They want your dollar. And so when we talk about these things, about frustrations with the food system and school lunches and they, we, we have to change the planet, right? I mean, that's what we're ultimately talking about. We have to nurture the soil, regenerate the soil, get the chemicals out. It's a big task, but really it's very simple for you and me. And we are the change. Mm -hmm. We just have to start reaching out to brands. Mm -hmm. I want to see your purity test results. Again, you don't have to know how to read them. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that you asked. The ask is right. the thing you need to do. Right. And, and them as a company going, yes, we are proud to give it to you. Proud to show it to you. Look, exactly. Re really, uh, every single one of our sponsors here has openly gave, proudly has given certificates to us. Uh, people who follow the show have asked; they've given it to them, and I'm like, that's how it should be. They should be proud. Even some of the companies that sponsor the show have it on the website. You can literally yeah. click up to date, and it's not just like the constituent that you know is the the main ingredient right that they that they're selling right. but also all the other stuff like even the carrier oils that they'll have they even test their like MCT oil I'm thinking of a hemp hemp protein uh, hemp quality hemp product yeah. but to me it's like whoa like this is they're the standard it's not surprising that they're that we're working with them but it's a right. standard and it's how it should be so for me what i see is that as it's on the radar companies are like 
slowly shifting. They're like slowly like, yes, we, we plan on. I, I, for me, the outlook, at least in the small little niche that I see, is like changing. What do you think? I agree with you. And because we have some companies who have been willing to do it, this is the time for us as consumers to act and push yeah. really hard, right? And what we need is for people not to have to have you reach out to every single company and pull the information out of them, right? We have a system where we've set up at Zega. We test for over 500 different pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, and we tailor what we test for. We'll add in glyphosate. We add in paraquat for oats, you know, okra toxins for oats, because mm -hmm. that can be a problem. Those tests should be tied to the package so the customer in the store can be informed. They don't have to look it up anywhere. So our system of purity verification could be replicated. And what we're planning to do is making a platform available so companies can tap into it and it can be easy for them. Mm. So if you, Christian, the company that makes a new superfood product wants to do this, but you're worried you don't have the time to just no problem. It's kind of like a, a destructed certification. It's not a certification. It's a transparency system right. so that they can easily do it. That way, companies don't have to do a nine-month certification process for like non-GMO. Such a barrier to entry. Right. Such a barrier. And how do you have a revolution? How do you save the planet if the certification takes nine months? Yeah. In three weeks, you could be up on our platform. So... It, that's how it should be. It's that's how, and that's how you make great change. Change happens quickly, mm -hmm. but it only happens with trust. Change happens at the pace of trust, right? Where do we get trust from? Transparency. Mm -hmm. True. Right? So that's Amen. what we're looking to enable with Amen. our little company's ego. I love it. I love it. And going to move mountains with it. The um, You mentioned uh, some of the toxins in oats. What's the problem with conventional oats? I mean, like, when I was in college, I had a big thing of Quaker oats I would get for, I don't know, $2.99, $3.99 at the time. I don't know. Uh, but I would have it for breakfast, and I'd do a half a cup, and I'd boil it up, and I'd eat it. Yeah. And uh, I never thought about anything else to it. What's the problem with the conventional, everyday oats? It's a great question. So back when you were having it, it might not have been a problem, so don't be worried. Good. Uh, and I never want people to be worried. I always want them to feel empowered, right? So 20 years ago or so, I'll give you the story that the farmers have given to me. The, uh, many oats are grown in Canada and some of our favorite brands that we've grown up with buy all their oats from farmers in Canada. Well, Canada is cold and can be wet and you cannot harvest wet oats, right? So sometimes you need to short, you want to shorten your season because you want to harvest it faster. And that's when they discovered that, oh, we can use Roundup, which has glyphosate in it, in order to speed the harvest and dry out the oats faster so we can harvest it. So then that became sort of a tool Right? Instead of a, oh no, what's going to happen, became just a tool that you used in control. So it's being used in oats and wheat and spices. Um, they're all using glyphosate as a drying agent so that they can harvest faster and process faster. And that compounds the problem of the glyphosate, right, which is a dangerous pesticide in and of itself, technically an herbicide. Um, when you put it on the ground, say at an orchard, by the time you pick the apple, you can't measure glyphosate in the apple. It still wasn't good that you used it, but you can't. When you spray it on oats before you harvest it, that's only been two weeks, right? The, the glyphosate is very present and there's a lot of it in there. So that's sort of the number one issue with oats. The second issue on the toxin side is paraquat. So I know um, you and I both have Parkinson's, relatives who've had Parkinson's. Farm workers who work with paraquat, which is a, a, a very popular with oats, particularly up north, um, they have 11 times more likelihood of getting Parkinson's disease if they have the genetic predisposition for it if they've been spraying paraquat. Mm. 
So um, those types of things are things that consumers would never know, right? Because how would they ever know that? It's mm-hmm. such an insider piece of information. Um, but if we had that transparency, then the growers would have to be more concerned about what they were putting on to their oats in the first place. Mm, powerful, because uh, you think about how many people uh, have a predisposition to Parkinson's or may not know it, right? Because they might not know the family history. But if we're continuously eating oats over a lifetime, does that raise our risk? And if so, by how much? Which is crazy for me to think about because it's like oats is an everyday breakfast food, right? For so many people in their head. Right. Um, but yeah, I've, over, over the past few years, I know the industry has become more polluted and diluted. So uh, from this side, okay, uh, I'll take a deep breath. I ate my Quakers a while ago, uh, probably 20 years ago now that I think about it. Uh, but... <laughs> You have a better option now. I have a better option, right. right. So I know you're proud of your product, and, and, it, and it's wonderful. Is there anything that's really firing you up right now um, of where you're headed or maybe where the industry's headed? Is there anything that you have in your heart that you want to talk about? Yes, there is. So um, I feel like there is an electric energy in the room, in our global room right now, around transparency, around the desire to take care of our planet and to really move. But people don't know what direction to move in, right? And we have people who are working very hard in different ways. You know, we have the people working on USDA organic, and then we have people working on uh, real organic and people working on regenerative organic. Like everyone's trying to get better and better up here. We need to democratize the movement, Christian. Mm. We need the clean food movement to be for everyone. And this is the message as I've been talking to people that is really catching on fire, that we don't want a food system where you and I eat really well and everybody else doesn't, Mm -hmm. right? We want that low-income mom who goes in with a couple dollars to buy a can of soup to be able to buy the cleanest soup and make her her purchase matter because she just told the company by purchasing that, right? Um, So the most important message I want people to hear is that their action matters and it has to happen now and they need to do it frequently. It doesn't take a lot of time. You're just reaching out to companies and asking them, can I, can I see your purity test results? Can I see your, you know, and even if they say no, it doesn't matter. You still won. You still influenced it. People have so much power and you can feel so powerless because we keep hearing all these bad reports. Oh, there's glyphosate in this. Oh, there's, you know. Um, And of course you can go to brands like Zego and get glyphosate free food. You can do that, but we need to change the whole system, Mm -hmm. right? The whole world. And we need to change it for everybody Mm -hmm. so that everybody's apple is better. Right, and we can do that by democratizing this. So we're, we we need to be focusing on transparency. All these other players are very important. There are farmers training farmers on regenerative practices. Um, there's a whole debate going on around hydroponics, and is that really can you be organic and be hydroponic? Like all those are really important discussions. But we need the baseline conversation: transparency. If we just start with that and get brands competing against each other to be the best. That's great. Like we've, they're going to do the work for us, mm-hmm. right? So let's use our power to make the change that we want to see. I love that. And they could put Zigo right on the shelf and be like, "Why don't we just be like this company?" You know what? I would love it if my grandchildren say to their friends at school, "You know, 
my mom started that idea of purity verification. Uh, and they, the friends look at them like, no, nobody started that. That's been around forever. Everybody uh, does that. That's what I want. I want it to be nice. so common through the store, I can go out of business. Wow. Right? But I our goal, it. Zigo is a brand that was born out of a mission. If, if, if we can go out of business because everybody has pure food now, Awesome. I'll go retire in Portugal. Yeah. That'd be great. Shoot, shoot, I'll be on the next plane over hanging out in your back house with my feet on the sand. Right, right. I love that. I love to hear that. Uh, Okay, so uh, people viewing and listening, how do they find you? Where do they find you? Yes. So we are nationwide in Sprouts and Topps Market, Hannaford. Lots of, some of the Whole Foods have us. If your stores don't have us, ask them. Uh, you can find us at zigofoods.com, where you can also sign up to be informed about what's happening with the purity and transparency movement. It's not signing up for our mailing list. It's separate. It's about the movement. Um, so if you want us to be sending you updates and things that you can do, we would love to have people be part of that more formal list working on that. Um, and they can find us on The Swell of okay. course, All right. and I want them to know that we are allergy-friendly, so we're top nine or sometimes top 14 allergy-free, purity-tested for over 500 different pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, plus we use a little pro- as little processing as possible, so you're retaining the most nutrition you can that Mother Nature wanted you to get, and I think our best example, which you've done covered before, is our oats. Mm-hmm. 10 grams of protein, yeah. more fiber, more iron, simply because we respect Mother Nature and we keep her nutrients whole. That's how it should be done, man. I yeah. want to stand up and testify to this. I love it. Thank you for doing what you do. The world needs more Colleen's. But right now, we're happy with the one in front of us who is really moving mountains. Keep that energy going, right? We need you. And just be doing what you're doing. You're making big change, big waves, just with the intention. Thank you, and we can't do it with, I can't do it without you. You have such a strong voice, and you are, so many people rely on you for the truth, and thank you for being a truth teller. Thank you.